Hey guys, I wanted to try something a little bit different and that is to maybe once in a blue moon upload a vlog on my channel. Now, I don't really think I'm a vlog person because I'm very monotone in so many different ways and usually when I'm not filming videos or interacting with people, which is not often, when I'm just spending my time on my own, I am very very nonverbal. It's just a part of my personality. It's a part of my energy levels is I would prefer not to have to talk. I would prefer to not have to open my mouth and emote and verbalize things. I don't know why, but talking to me is just so much energy being expended. I really don't like it, which is ironic because of me making YouTube videos every single week. Oh, I just got like a little bit triggered because I just remembered how I should be uploading TikToks every week, but I haven't for like over a month. I've just been neglecting my TikTok account and that makes me really stressed when I think about it. But I don't know, I feel like me personally, I like to watch vlogs because I like to, you know, have people take me along their day and see what they really do. Sometimes like those little simple things that people lose themselves in throughout the day is, is what's super interesting. Not like these big, huge, loud events or experiences, right? And so maybe, I don't know, some people on my channel might be interested in all the little insignificant, minute details of my day, which is just kind of the same stuff again and again. You know, I'm autistic, so I kind of like having a routine, having these habits and knowing what to expect and having an environment around me that is like very much so solidified and grounding. So right now I am getting ready. Next time I will remember to talk and get ready at the same time. So I'm not just wasting time here. My partner is going to come stay with me for the weekend. That's just kind of like how our setup is for now at least. I think we've only been dating for two months, a little over two months now, which is not long, but I recently got out of a pretty long-term relationship, to me at least, which was two and a half years. That's the longest relationship I've ever been in. And I was reflecting on this a little bit this past week. Oh my God, don't even get me started on how absolutely insane the energies were this past week. Like, I know there was a bunch of solar flares. I don't know if you guys are into that stuff, but apparently there was a lot of solar storms or something. And then that was like messing with the Schumann's, re uh, Schumann's, uh, what's it called? Schumann's frequency or whatever. I don't know. But man, if you guys believe in that stuff, I am super sensitive to things like that, like the energies, the collective energies. And so I got so sick this past week. Like I felt it physically and emotionally and mentally. I got the cold and I haven't been sick since COVID started with anything because I've just kind of been quarantined at home. What else did I get? TMI, but I got a yeast infection. I got a UTI. I started getting cramps as well in my uterus and that's not necessarily normal either because I have an IUD. So I was just like going through it physically. But today was the first day I felt like I finally was coming out of it. Thank God. I already moisturized my face, so I'm just gonna go on top of my skin with makeup. 
But yeah, the energies this week was absolutely insane. And I finally felt it lift up for the first time today, emotionally and mentally. I was also having a lot of like past wounds being re-triggered and resurfaced this past week as well. Things that I felt like I worked through really efficiently and transmuted. They just kind of like came up again for me to like reface and reevaluate. And that was pretty interesting. Um, goes to show that healing is not something that you finish doing. It's not a destination. It's something that you're always, always going to be transmuting all the time, so long as you're alive, you know? Um, and I could already hear people joking about that. Like, I'm tired. I don't wanna do that anymore, which yes, I understand. And it's funny to think about it in that way. But at the same time, I think that's kind of um, what makes life so beautiful is that it's you're constantly growing and you're never going to be perfect. And that's just what the human experience is about, you know? I have to be honest with you guys. I've been neglecting meditation for three weeks now. Um, the reason why that first started happening was because California was experiencing like a very intense heat wave. For a while, our temperatures were up maybe even the hundreds, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but it was really hot and usually I meditate outside. And so I wasn't able to do my normal meditation routine like I usually do because usually it's generally pretty cool in California, especially in the morning. And so usually in the morning, I would just go out and meditate while it's foggy out and stuff like that. But I wasn't able to do that for the past two weeks. And even though this week was cooler, for some reason, I just didn't find it in myself to go out and start meditating. For a while before I stopped meditating this past three weeks, I was really consistent with not only meditation, but I was consistent with body movement. I was consistent with um, journaling, which was really good as well. Not gonna lie, I feel kind of disappointed in myself for not being consistent with that stuff, but I'm not gonna beat myself up too much over it because, you know, I'm human. I'm allowed to be inconsistent. I'm allowed to not um, live up to a certain standard that was easier for me to accomplish in a certain time in my life and for whatever reason was not as easy to maintain the past three weeks for me. I'm not gonna dwell on my failures. I'm just gonna like know that that's something I neglected and that's something I want to take extra care to pick back up the next few weeks. As the energies are finally clearing out, holy crap, we're also in Mercury retrograde as well. My new partner and I, have really good communication but the past week every single day there was like a miscommunication somehow if it's not our actual communication it was something going wrong with technology for example half the day was over and i didn't hear from him and i was feeling a little bit like sad about that but apparently he sent me a text message but for whatever reason it didn't go through to me so he thought i was ignoring him i thought he was ignoring me and there was that misunderstanding there that was something that we couldn't have any control over. It was just technology failing on us. So that stuff has been happening this past week, just like whether it's technology going wrong or miscommunication of me being autistic and like reading his facial expressions wrong or 
vice versa. Sometimes I think it's hard for other people to read me. Those misunderstandings happen. Sometimes I could say something with flat affect and to me, in my mind, I'm like, this is funny. I'm joking around and being sarcastic, being silly and goofy, but for whatever reason, the other person takes it like I'm being very serious and then it turns into like a serious conversation. That's been happening a lot the past week and it's just kind of been tiring to deal with that because it's like every single day there's just like something you have to clarify and be like, wait, what's happening? How do we work through this? How do we understand each other? Because there's a misunderstanding right now. So not gonna lie, this past week was really, really rough to be honest, but I'm glad that it's finally coming to an end. I'm looking forward to Mercury retrograde ending and I am looking forward to the fall season coming. This week, I've been really realizing that I've been finding my groove with YouTube. I used to, oh, for YouTube, it used to take me around three days at least to create a video. So one day would be dedicated to filming a video. Normally, I feel like people wouldn't need a whole day to film a video. But for me, because I am very nonverbal and I do not like to talk and I have alexithymia, things like that, that is like part of my autism. I really have to be in a very specific mood to talk. And it's not just a verbal thing because sometimes it's like a mental thing too. There's just many days where I cannot formulate any sort of thoughts. It's like I cannot muster any sort of energy within me to formulate any sort of thoughts. And that really is hard sometimes when I have like a specific day to film, which is either Mondays or Wednesdays. When I wake up that day, I usually know immediately, like I just cannot talk today. I cannot talk and I cannot think. That's kind of hard because with YouTube, you can't really do anything if you don't have a video to edit or upload. You can't like really go and do other work elsewhere. I've been just trying to like balance out when to push myself to do work and be consistent with that and when to honor my own needs and energy. I think so far I've been honoring myself more and sometimes that comes at the detriment to my channel and my TikTok account, things like that. But I feel like even though I do struggle with that guilt and feeling a little bit like a failure, ultimately I care about myself and my well-being more than that. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where my mental health, my well-being is something I am not willing to sacrifice. And that doesn't mean I give up on everything, you know? It just means that sometimes I might have to make sacrifices in my career to prioritize my mental health and that even though I do struggle with guilt with that, I still have to be okay with it ultimately to make that decision to like take a day to take care of myself, cook, run errands, buy food, things like that. So you guys are kind of seeing me do my everyday makeup routine. It looks like I'm putting a lot of makeup on and then it doesn't really look different. That's just kind of how it is for me. I put on tinted moisturizer, concealer, translucent powder, bronzer, blush, but I probably still look like what I look like without makeup. I feel like that's kind of funny because it's like I really spent all that money to buy makeup and all this time to put it on my face for it to look exactly the same. Make it make sense. These past two weeks 
because I haven't been meditating. This is another example of how autism affects someone is like something that starts off as a physical discomfort, like the heat ends up affecting someone like me emotionally. So because it was too hot for me to meditate outside, I didn't meditate for two weeks. So because I didn't meditate for two weeks, my trickle telemania got worse for the past two weeks as well. I've been peeling all the skin off my fingers. I have been picking off all of my eyelashes as well. And so the past week I've been having to wear fake eyelashes because I practically tore out all my eyelash hairs in my left eye. When I put mascara on it, it kind of like tempts me to pull out more eyelashes because I'll just sit there throughout the day and like touch the texture of the mascara and end up just like pulling out my lashes. And so I've been needing to wear fake lashes the past two weeks to try to like let my lashes grow back. And it's only growing back a little bit recently. I don't really have a lot of lashes to begin with, but yeah, my trichotillomania is pretty bad and it gets worse in different spurts. There's times in my life where I pulled out so much hair that I had bald patches in my head. There were times in my life where I picked out all my eyelashes. Like I will literally sit there and have a tweezer and just like pull out all my lashes. I'll even go into the corners of my eye and make sure I get all the lashes out there. I have been completely shaving my face from my eyebrows for as long as I can remember. I cannot have any hair on my face. It's not just my eyebrows I shave off. I have to shave the peach fuzz on my face as well. The only hair I have on my face is my eyelashes. And even then I pick that out sometimes. Because I shave my eyebrows off, I have my eyebrows microbladed on. So it's not actually my eyebrows. As you can see, those aren't actually hairs. That's microblading, which I like anyways because I feel like when you have actual eyebrows you have to deal with the eyebrows growing changing the way it looks every day and my trichotillomania can't handle that the idea of needing to pluck your eyebrows or shape them tweeze them wax them or whatever I like having no hair on my face and getting my eyebrows microbladed and those microbladed eyebrows look the same every single day and I don't have to think about it or worry about it I'm just really OCD about that stuff and it could really ruin in my day because I fixate on hair stuff so easily and skin stuff. And when I say that, I'm being serious. Like my psychiatrist diagnosed me. I'm not just joking around and saying I have OCD. Like I actually have diagnosed OCD coinciding with my autism. Draw over my brow hairs. I'm not gonna lie, I used to be very insecure about my eyebrows because I didn't know I had trichotillomania until the past few years. And so when I was a kid, I didn't know that I had a name and it was an actual disorder. I was super insecure because I would always like shave my eyebrows off or like pluck them all out. Literally all of the hair, not just over plucking it, which wasn't normal back then, I don't think so. And so like people would always comment on my eyebrows being like, why do you do that? Like it looks weird and I remember feeling like so deeply insecure about it and ashamed of it and I didn't really even like put it together until a few years ago where I was like oh this is an actual disorder where it's not just me pulling hair out of my scalp but it's me not being able to have any hair on my face period like my eyebrows 
And I feel like when I had that realization and connection and I realized that I wasn't just like a weird person that plucked all the hairs off my face, like it's an actual disorder and that's a part of my disorder. I felt like I was able to accept myself a lot more and feel less shame. Have any of you guys with autism ever had those moments where you're just like, how do I move on from the conversation from here? Cause I don't know how to transition out of this. It's so funny because that happens with me and my partner all the time. Ever since getting diagnosed with autism, I've been letting myself just be as autistic as possible and just being even more blunt than I usually am. So sometimes when like a conversation just like dies and I don't know how to transition out of it, I'll just be like, well, do you want to choose the next subject to talk about? Because I don't know how to transition out of this. Sometimes it's funny because it sounds like a business meeting or something. And maybe if I'm feeling goofy, I'll, I'll like say that. I'll be like, okay, thank you for discussing that with me. So the next subject on the list is to talk about what we want to eat for dinner. Um, or how do you feel about pineapples on pizza? You know, like, let's choose the next topic to talk about because I don't know how to transition out of this one. I think I'm gonna put some lip stuff on my lips. A lot of you ask me what lip products I use in my videos. It's this Korean brand called Romand. And this color specifically is number 11 and it's called Pink Pumpkin. So yes, uh, this is my makeup look. I will show you guys the finished everything. Okay, so I usually put my hair up while I do my makeup so I don't have to deal with it. This is what my natural hair looks like. I didn't find out till I think earlier this year that I have naturally wavy hair. I used to think that since I was Asian that meant I had straight hair, but I've been growing out my natural hair for about two years now, I think. As I grew out my natural hair, my natural texture started to come out. The way my hair is, is the top layers of my hair are not as wavy, but as you get to the bottom of my hair that's where you could really see my natural curls so this is what my natural wave looks like out of the shower all I do is put a little bit of hair product in my hair as my hair's damp and then this is what it looks like when it towel dries and this is the finished product of my look I feel like dating in your later 20s is such a different experience because when you're dating as a teenager and in your early 20s, I feel like people are so scared of like committal type of topics and you wanna avoid it like the plague. And this is talking about like heteronormative relationships, of course, not every relationship dynamic is gonna be like this, but women will not wanna scare the guy away with like commitment type of topics. So they just will act like they don't care or not talk about it. And I feel like I always struggled with that when I was dating in my early 20s because I want to have those types of conversation that's part of being autistic is like you want to know what's happening you want to know where two people stand and things like that which is when you're in your early 20s people don't really want to talk about that for whatever reason and so i noticed that like now that i'm 26 and i'm dating around like the later 20s it's super different because people are at different places in their lives where they actually like want to have that conversation which i've been enjoying a lot more and maybe that's just as well a part of like me only attracting a certain type of person in my life right now but when i started dating my current partner right off the bat within the first month of knowing each other we were laying it all out do you want to have kids what are your what's your plan for the next five years what do you 
see for yourself? Where do you want to live? Do you want to travel? Talking about our morals, philosophies, future plans. I feel like that's normal in general for everyone around this age because this is kind of the age where people are starting to get married, starting to have kids, things like that. I've just been noticing how that was so nice for me because it was just so smooth. And I was like thinking to myself, dating in your later 20s is so much more easy and fun because I could just know exactly where this person stands and where they want to go the next five years, all that stuff and see if we're aligned in that sort of way. It's just also very different because even though me and him have only been dating for like almost three months now, we literally have already talked about the most important stuff. When we want to have kids, what type of parents do we want to be? What I expect from my significant other, things like that. It's fun because it's like really intense, but I feel like that's just kind of part of autism is being an intense person because you kind of want to talk about all of these things that people usually avoid and you just want to get it all out and get it all done as soon as possible so you can just move on with your life if you are not aligned with someone. And I feel like that's not necessarily normal because when I was getting to know my current partner before we made it official, I was just telling him about my dating history and how usually it takes me a month or two to know whether or not I'm compatible with someone. And so because of that, I have a lot of short-term but intense relationships or like dating periods where it's very intense for like a few months, but that's usually how long it takes for me to know this isn't gonna work and I move on. Whereas I feel like other people usually just like casually feel things out for a long period of time and I don't operate in that sort of way. So yeah, those are my thoughts for today. Um, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for watching me do my makeup. <laughs>